This is a podcast from 3RRR 102.7 FM in Melbourne. Truly independent community radio. That guy's good. It's a good thing you untangled those headphones that quickly. You were in a bit of a rush there for a second. Oh, I don't mess around, and no. uh, especially when I'm motivated so much by uh, <laughs> producers saying... Uh, Come on, hurry up! Talking time. Yeah. It's afternoon. Yeah. It may be cold, but we still want you to warm the hearts that are out there, and we hope we do that a little bit... Uh, I think we're going to inspire you this hour. I think so too. Can we just can we just mention the cold again? So when when cold. We, when we woke up this morning, I think the actual temperature was... Two and a half degrees in St Kilda, and the apparent temperature yes negative one point six. It uh, is cold out. Apparently there. so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, well, it's winter. You know, it's good and it's, it's beautiful and it's clear. It's very dry, as we heard from the scientists. So driest June on record here in Melbourne. Uh, disturbing that bit. It is a little, if you're trying to grow stuff. There's a lot of disturbing stuff out there, isn't there? Mm. But we're not going to dwell on that this hour because we've yes. got uh, things to. To warm the heart, the soul, the cockles. Yes. The subcockles, wherever they are. <laughs> Why did you do that? Don't, you don't want them to get cold. Keep your subcockles warm then, will you, <laughs> eh? Hey? That's why God invented the... Um, anyway, let's not move on. But, uh, yeah, it is. It is. It's Winter is really, really hit. And I suppose one of the things that is very good... Mm. Say, what's good about cold weather? Mm. Well, I suppose there's a certain group of people that like to hurl themselves down mountains with planks on them. Yes. Or single plank. Although, as the scientists were saying, it hasn't been a great season for that locally because there's been no precipitation. So It's all right. You can make snow. It's great snowmaking. Great snowmaking if you've got the water. (laughs) Turn your snowmaker on right now, people. Get out there. Go out out the backyard and turn the snowmaker on. But... um, We've got stuff that will inspire. What have we got today? We've got um, two chefs yes. that are in. I don't know if we're going to get Kath to come in. She was saying, don't worry about me, I won't <laughs> come in. Kath Claringbold. Yes. Uh, part of the dynamic duo that is uh, Darren Purchase and Kath Claringbold. Yes. Down there at Birch and Purchase. Chapel Street. As uh, Darren said, God, he hides his light under a bushel in a way. Mm-hmm. I just have a cake shop down there. <laughs> a cake shop? What? What are you talking about? Mm. It's like Willy Wonka with a lab coat. Anyway, the <laughs> the, the the lab coated man has um, has left the food laboratory where he's you know has a he has a room in there. This where he just sprays chocolate. Yeah, right. It's like you know if you get your car repainted. Yeah, they have rooms for that. So it's like a delicious version of that. It is. It's Willy Wonka. <laughs> I want to be in the room. You can sell tickets for that. Yeah, right. 15 yeah. minutes in the chocolate room. How much? <laughs> you just go nuts. I'll give 100 bucks. <laughs> I'm often the same. I'll give 150. I'm the same. You know the cheese room at Grocer? I'm all, I've just thought, yes. I, I just want to pay for a lock-in session there. Just a, a bottle of wine. That's and, downstairs at Spring Street, and, one, of, one of the hidden treasures of yes. Melbourne. Yes, they should Do you know about this, folks? Is charge what this for, for, speaks of? for timed uh, entry in that place. I would go nuts. <laughs> You come I, in half an hour later, but I'd be just sort of comatose in the corner. Yeah, I, I just want to have a, a recording of the sounds you're making. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, uh, there's slightly. I think you'd be channeling um, a uh, a Homeric Simpson. Yes, Homer Simpson, the land perhaps. of chocolate. Um, so anyway, the, we have a book. Um, the chefs eat toasties too. Here it is. We'll hold it up to the microphone. There it is. It looks it. like. Can you scratch the cover? It makes that noise. There you go. It's textured. Yes. It's textured. Toast. Yeah. It's not scratch and sniff. So it's called, sorry, you said it's called Chefs Eat Toasties 2. It is your guide to the wonder of toasted sandwiches. 
Yes. Which sound humble. But no. But no. Anything, anything but. But anyway, we're gonna, mm. we'll, um, rather than sort of uh, let the cat out of the bag too early on this one, mm. other than to say it's delicious. It is. And inspiring. Mm. And has surprising depth for what is, I don't what is that format, Matt? Do you recognise that? that is, it's kind of like A5, a bit bigger than A5. God, you're good. You would say? Somewhere between A4 and A5. <laughs> Anyway, we're going to talk about that, about mm. making your own um, toasted cheese sandwich. You know the Jaffel? Mm. It's an Aussie invention. I didn't know that. You mentioned that before the show, and I went, oh. Yeah, Medico, uh, from Bondi. So it's Did like it? the Sunshine Harvester. It's Australian. Yes. Or the Hills Hoist. Or the Hills Hoist, or the, uh, or the Furfy Water Tank. We said on Twitter, uh, if you pick up this book, it is going to make you want to buy a Jaffel iron. Just, just be warned. Yes, or as I named it, the great book of Shut Up! <laughs> we'll, we'll explain why we were anyway, swearing at this right. book earlier. Yeah, we'll, that good? We'll, we'll stop that. And and now I want to speak about um, mm-hmm. a cooking competition. Not just any cooking <coughs> competition. No, no, this is this is the big one. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is probably, probably the biggest in the world. Um, it's sort of like mm-hmm. uh, Eurovision. Yes. Meets um, a cooking competition. Yes. I speak of the Bacustor. Bacustor. Bacus, of course, being the great man, French chef. Paul Bacus, who, who is still kicking on. I think he's just, I think he's like in his 90s now. Yes. Paul Bacuse. Yes. Yeah, Philippe Michel, one of the great chefs of uh, Melbourne, was taught by by that man. Mm. The great Bacus. Mm-hmm. And he still calls him Mr. Bukus. Yes. Um, but anyway, he, mm. he uh, conceived of uh, a cooking competition way back in 1983. First started in January 1987. It's huge. People compete from all over the world. Mm. And we are pretty lucky Mm. in the fact that we have the Australian contestants. Delegates. Candidates. Candidates. Let's go with that. E. Candidates. You're writing that down? Entrance, maybe. Entrance, yes. (coughs) Michael Cole, Laura Scavore. Um, they've come down from the coast. They've uh, they've just got themselves on dumplings, apparently, yeah, in nice. town. Good, yes. Uh, <laughs> so they're in a bit of a dumpling uh, stupor. Haze. Haze. <laughs> dumpling haze. In my brain. In my brain. No guy land to, uh, to fix that up. They're going to talk to us about, um, well, the dedication that it takes. First of all, what they did to win the Melbourne, the Australian heats, which mm. I was lucky enough to, to witness. Yes. And the road that's ahead of them, my God. I mean, 2018, mm-hmm. 2018, sorry, that's yes. a little bit better, Cam. Um, they will compete in the Asian heats. Okay, so it's kind of uh, like, so it's like the World Cup. You've got to qualify in your own shit, region. But the, 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 the thing's not on till 2019. So anyway, it's no. like, how do you keep your focus for that? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Um, and uh, House Flinders is, you know. Mm. Going up from there. Hmm. Uh, now, what else have we got today? Hey, just as you look, I was just going to look back <laughs> and say uh, thank you, of course, to the scientists for another excellent show, and also the, oh, have we not the doctors too? Also, yes, the go. doctors. Uh, also, they had an excellent little uh, segment earlier today on opiates, and it made me think about opiates. I'd never really considered why opiates even exist, but they talked a bit about that. Mm. So good on them. And also saying, I wish the heroin epidemic was. Is because people are easier yes. to deal with than, than crazy. Would you prefer ice. heroin rather than ice? Anyway. Yeah. Uh, food quote for today by Georges Blanc, a great French chef. Mm. He says, and this is something that maybe we can 
Take it a little bit to heart. Happy and successful cooking doesn't rely only on know-how. It comes from the heart. Makes great demands on the palate and needs enthusiasm and a deep love of food to bring it to life. Mm. So you've got to firm your food. You can't just be intellectualised too no. much. It's got to be in you. I often say this about musicians. You can't... You've got. It's got to be in you to play something. If you're, you know... Not a down and out sort of guy. You're probably not going to play blues very well, right? Yeah, that left hand could be meaningless. Or if, if you're like, if you're not really angry, punk probably isn't going to be the music of choice for you. And maybe the same with cooking. You know, I think it is. I mean, one of the greatest examples of that, in a film point of view, is uh, maybe we think of like Water for Chocolate, which sort of took that to an extreme, I guess. Mm-hmm. That you know, the the the, the remember the rose petal sauce. It's no. about love and everybody. Right. That, this rose petal sauce ended mm. up. It was quite a little bit carnal, actually. <laughs> 12, 10, 11 here on 3 Triple RFM. Um, we've got, uh, we'll be getting the Jaffa line out a little bit later. Yes. Finding out a bit of, actually, the Jaffa was also the iron of disappointment. <laughs> How so? Oh, you know, when you, because it, this was before non-stick. Oh, right. And, yes. And you'd get it and you'd, and you'd pray. There was like this, this prayer to the Jaffa, the god of Jaffles in the sky. So, cause normally you'd put the, you say you, you grease the outside of the, of the bread, mm-hmm. which would, which obviously it toasts it, but also helps it not to stick you. Well, hope. Hopefully not to hopefully, stick. Hopefully, yes. Yeah, but then sometimes you just try to peek into it to see if it would, and then it would just <laughs> separate the Jaffles. So you were like looking at an oyster that was opening and. Yeah. I'm looking into the baked beans. No. Um, <laughs> my trick with my, my trouble with Jaffles was always getting the filling quantity right because, you know, your you eyes always are too much, you always go too much. It's like cooking yeah. pasta. You can never just cook enough. Or making tacos. Ah, yeah, or, yes. or rolling an enchilada. You always put too much to start off with, don't you? <laughs> Matt Steadman, eyes bigger than stomach. Um, I'm. Pretty sure we might do some music. There's not really much happening. After, there's no Saints today. Yes. Oh, did we mention um, you were Canada? Mention... No, we didn't. Happy birthday to Canada. Canada? Can I... Yes. yes. Th- thanks to... Um, we had Trump light, didn't we, with Abbott? Uh, yes. In a way, because he and was... And now it's time for politics corner. No, we won't go there. Happy 150, uh, 150th birthday to Canada. Hang on, so back up. It's so 150. Yeah, 1867, really? they, um, they became... Uh, what did they do? They consolidated. They federated, I think. Right. So were. that was obviously significantly later than both Australia and the US. I'm I, I'm I beg to differ. If you look, for Federation of oh, Australia was 1901. I'm getting yeah. colonisation confused with independence, aren't I? We're on a food show here, 1212. <laughs> um, you said about music. Oh, you've still got something to say, don't you? I did. I think we should just have a little bit of music to uh, get us going. We're going to hear a little bit about the Baku store, what's happening down the coast, and uh, how many dumplings did they eat? Oh, my God. Here's something to chill out by. Ah, most definitely they are. It is 12, 16 and a half on 3 Triple RFM. It's Sunday. It's pretty chilly. But, uh, well, hey, look, we expect that. It's mm. uh, it's winter time, And we welcome to the microphones. Michael Cole, a very, very good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. How are you, buddy? And, um, and Laura. Coming on in. Hi. How are you? Very well, thank you. Um, now, you guys have... Uh, well, first of all, you're here because a huge congratulations, accolades, accolades for what you've achieved. Thank you very much. In being the Australian contenders for the Bacuse d'Or. 
I suppose the first thing to do is to maybe fix that in people's mind on what on earth does that mean? First of all, what, what's the translation of that? And who is this Bocuse fellow that everybody talks about? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so Bocuse is uh, the name of a very famous chef, Paul Bocuse. Of a god. Yes, he is um, very much so a respected chef. And he basically put um, celebrity chefs into action. So he was like he one was... of the first ones to ever go international as a celebrity chef. He's probably one of the first. Maybe we can think of Karem, Old Testament might have been the the very first prototype. But did you guys ever see Ratatouille? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Gaston. Gaston <laughs> yeah, is Bocuse. If you've yeah. ever seen Ratatouille and you see the... Ins- <laughs> he's Ratatouille's inspiration, sure. isn't he? Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah. His little vision in his head. How, how, and how do we describe... First of all, how does... He, let's go to Ratatouille because I love a Pixar analogy. Um, so how does he look in Pixar and what is the real Bocuse? Uh, Paul, Gaston is very jowly, I remember, and he has the, the big toque on... Yeah, I guess Paul isn't um, as big as the guy on the Ratatouille. Not quite. Um, but yeah, he's been he's been around for a long time, and he's definitely done some amazing things. So he's got a little restaurant in Lyon, uh, which is uh, east of France, mm. and it's quite amazing if everyone has a look at it. Actually, it's this. Um, What's the name of it? Uh, it's just. Maybe you have a look. It looks like something out of um, Pixar, which is funny enough because it's really? all these um, like really cute like pastel colored building it's quite it's quite amazing to look wow. at so, and it's got this um yeah the honorary paul bocuse and all, all the french chefs with all their awards on their uh, shoulders and yeah they do because he's, he's almost like some war hero isn't he? you whenever you see bocuse he's always photographed from underneath so they're looking up at the great man and he looks down imperiously most of the time and he usually has medals around but he came up with an idea in 1983 for a competition correct so the competition is um to for 23 countries are selected to compete in the world to represent the best culinary cuisine and techniques in the world and it's very much a stylized really really highly stylized very beautiful disciplined skills Mm. um and it's to showcase the uh your country so we're going to be representing australia and having a very heavy Australian influence. So we're starting to think about what Australia means to us and what flavours and smells and um, tastes um, is what we feel in Australia. It's sort of like a mixture between Eurovision and World Cup of food in a way, isn't it? Yeah, they describe it as a, like a culinary Olympics. Mm. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's like a marathon really. Like, <laughs> and, and you guys are... <laughs> Not so much. You're sort of a quarter of the way in your in your marathon because you've just competed in Melbourne and won the heat um, there. Yeah, correct. First of all, I guess um, you, Michael, you're the you're the chef. Uh, Laura, you're the the what do we call it? You com- Com-commie? the commie chef, yeah, the commie chef, which is a part of, of course, the French brigade system. Um, how did you guys um, get together as a team? I suppose. Well, how did this? Uh, it was the actually, genesis of this thing. Yeah, well, it, was, it was very much um, a lot of luck on the side. So, I needed to get a commie chef, and ideally, there's someone who's worked with you for quite some time, so that they know your style, the way you communicate, talk. Because we all know every kitchen's different, and every um, every chef um, works in different ways. So, mm. 
the more time I can get, the better. But I actually approached the Mornington Peninsula Shire. Because you're based down, we should mention, based down at yeah, uh, Mornington, is a working place called Georgie Bass, which is in Flinders, correct? Yeah, yeah, yep. that's right. So, so, so that's the, the hood that you operate. Laura, you're from that area too, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Yep. She's, Laura's actually just down the road. So Seven was, minutes. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> it worked out perfect. But um, so we contacted the Shire, well, I contacted the Shire and just said, I need a extremely talented, enthusiastic young cook and they've got to be a certain age group and they found me Laura and um. I couldn't have got luckier. She was seven <laughs> minutes down the road, amazingly enthusiastic, super dedicated, super disciplined and we just started training straight away and we would get together a couple of times a week and just go through the scenarios and we did it stage by stage so we, we didn't try and bite the whole thing off in one go so yeah, right. we took a bit by bit and yes. just focused on time and cleanliness and efficiency and yeah took out the title because this uh, this is probably uh, this does beg the question as to the competition that you have it's it's a long it's not like a sprint in any way yeah. first of all getting to the competition and then doing the competition the competition itself goes for how many hours five and a half, five and a half. think of that folks yeah, I very much Match feel like down. Let's we're go. definitely. Um, I think we're we're definitely at the start of the start of the um the race, mm. um, so to speak. So, and what do you have to produce in that five and a half hours? <clears throat> well, we have to produce a two different proteins. So that the first protein traditionally would be a fish, but it's kind of a secret. We don't actually even know at this stage. I don't think it's announced just before a few months before. But what was it in Melbourne? Uh, so in Melbourne, we had to do a seafood and barramundi being the... That was the, one of the hero proteins. Yeah, especially uh, in Australia, it's quite unique. Um, yeah. And then we got to do Port Phillip Bay Scallop. So that was that was quite close to my heart, being, being from the Mornings Peninsula. So mm. we're lucky there. And then the main course was uh, rump cap and oyster blade. And then you have to do three garnishes. So it's quite fun, like quite funny if you think about it, like a protein with three three vegetables so to speak but mm. each vegetable is so so in depth and and um, technical that they're almost like a, a meal in themselves in themselves yeah just a very miniature small small scale yeah yeah and um and so and this so we're talking about this marathon because you guys got together you've achieved uh, you beat three other contenders three other teams on the day uh, to um, to go to the next steps, and the next step is in 2018, isn't it? And we yeah. and is that Singapore? Yeah, that's correct. It so, is Singapore. Yeah, we got. Um, I don't know whether we're allowed to say it yet, but um, <laughs> oh, we really? know we know it's in Asia, um, and it's. I think it is been announced already that it's Singapore in April. Yeah, because I wasn't sure. I was quickly looking on the net to find out, and it, yeah, it wasn't. The the Google machine wasn't yeah, confirming that, but it'll be somewhere in Asia. You guys have to compete with what's it twenty five other nationalities? Roughly twenty five, I that, believe. Yeah, is that the Russians as well? And the Russians, <laughs> bloody Russians. Well, we'll get to that. Maybe we'll say why those bloody Russians. Um, <laughs> and we have to get in the top five to then go on to to France, to Lyon, to Lyon. <laughs> and, and that happens. Does this matter? Not until is it January twenty nineteen. Yeah, that's right. So, Insane. Um, yeah, it's a long, long road to Lyon. It's in, it, it is quite amazing. Why? Why? Yeah. Is it so I'll, just, I'll just throw that out there and go, why are you doing this? Oh, why are we doing this? <laughs> why, why, why are you doing this thing? Why is it so, so long? Yeah. Like, well, Laura, I mean, how old are you? 
Twenty. Okay. So, um, and so by the time you get to, you'll be around about twenty-two. Roughly, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's your motivation for competing in this? I suppose I'm asking. It's all about just challenging yourself and and finding how far you can push yourself. Mm. So, always, I don't know. I guess challenging yourself to to be better the next day and then the next day and just always pushing for, to for perfection because it's the ultimate mm, consistency mm. that you're going for in this isn't it yeah that's right that's what sets apart the winners um yeah and the ones who take out the medal is that they've got the discipline and they can just push through all the the boundaries i guess to to take it out and it's it's very much like a um about the skills and, and down to those finer details so and having a fabulous even keel I suppose, isn't yeah. it? If we like, it is about getting up to a level and then working right across. So if we're looking at an X Y, it just goes straight across that you are at this great level mm. and there's no peaks and troughs. Yep, very smooth. Mm. So we want to ideally we want to train as much as we can. So on the day we're just so smooth to to watch and to to perform. I guess so. Are these things going to be televised? Can, can people tune into them? I know over Europe, I think in France, I think it's on the major TV. I think it's on bloody yeah. free to air, you know. Yeah, I think you're right. So in Australia, I'd, um, I believe it won't be. Oh, we'll probably be able to get a, a stream probably on. on. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, well, but ma- ho- hopefully one day that there's enough interest in Australia where, where people actually know about it so much that it creates enough hype where people want to watch it on TV and, cool. you know, we can get those... There's that media to watch it. We need to send Julia Zamira over there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think she could she could do some some stuff? All right. So um, so just give us an idea of um, how is the training going to go? Um, what are you guys What are you guys doing to uh, to get to that level? Well, and how often? So I guess the training all starts with an idea, mm. um, and that's where we're at at the moment. So we're just coming up with those ideas and tweaking what we've already done. And scrapping whatever we didn't think was good enough, and, and trying to come up with quintessentially Australian themes and ingredients totally. and practices. What, what yeah, you, well, Laura lives on a um, really beautiful part of the world as well, so she's been getting out in the garden and planting like mm-hmm. all these indigenous herbs and 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 trees and stuff. So she's. What have you been looking at, Laura? What sort of stuff? Oh. Everything. So, yeah, like Michael was saying, we're trying to really look at some indigenous Australian foods, you know, things, bush foods, that sort of stuff. And, you know, not only just local to our area, but um, we're representing the whole of Australia. So we're also trying to look for things that, you know, are up in Queensland, you can find in Tasmania, you know, so lots and lots Mm. of different, you know, seeds, nuts, fruits, all those things that, you know, you'd you'd sort of find if you're lost in the bush. Have you got any uh, any faves that are so what's in your what's in your top five, I suppose? It's uh, like trying to pick your favourite children, I know. Yeah, for uh, us, well, I guess because we live near the beach, I mean, yeah. we're always, we're always, you know, out foraging different, mm. you know, sea lettuces, things like that, you know, salt bush. Mm. Um, we were, Do you, you get know, salt bush down where you are? Yeah. So that's awesome, isn't it? Yeah. Great deep fried, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Crispy, yum, yum. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, that's technical, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Crispy, yum, yum. Yeah, salt bush rocks, doesn't it? Okay, oh, so definitely. you've got salt bush. Um, sea, sea, samphire. yeah, samphire. And, yeah, samphire. Um, for me personally, like I love the the local mushrooms we get. You know, we get the saffron milk cap mushrooms, which are just one of my favourite mushrooms. Have and they finished? They're they're finishing up now. Yeah, it's getting a bit cold. The ground's starting. This, this weekend's got to finish yeah. them off. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So but mushrooms, weekend, yes. that's three. Oh, amazing! Yeah. And we were just talking about the um the native figs uh, before on our and our drive up. So mm. yeah, that's something we're really excited to have a look into. Is all the different varieties of native figs that you can find. Mm. Yeah. Um, what else? 
I think eucalyptus is something you want to look at. Yes. Because it's quite unique. Um, And I think it's got a really nice, like, citrusy sort of flavour to it as well. Yeah. If you know how to capture that, so. And what about the crazy strawberry gum? Yeah, yeah, totally. uh, What's that bloody molecule? Methyl cinnamon. Um, The most incredible strawberry aroma Mm. you've ever had in your life. Yeah, the gear gone. That's the kind of thing we want to start to really harness and make ourselves unique mm. and true to Australia. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'm just telling Matt. Matt's giving me the look of <laughs> we really should go for a music track soon. I was going to ask logistics though. Oh, logistics, if, if you because I want to talk logistics, I'm the logical sort of guy. Yeah, yeah. If you find these amazing ingredients in the sea or whatever it might be, how do you get them over there? What's your uplift well, to get them to to Lyon? Did you say uplift, uplift strategy? Smuggling. <laughs> no, I didn't no. even think about the law. Yeah. <laughs> oh. No, well, we got. Um, we've got lots of support with um, different sponsors and whatnot. So they're basically whatever we can get, we can get in within the world. They'll ship it over for us and within re- within reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So yeah, hopefully um, whatever we can find or whatnot, we can then send over. But that, that's always the tricky part. Like even when we had the cooking Melbourne, like our entree had seventeen different foraged items just in the first course. So we had to actually cook uh, collect. Um, store and then just get it to Melbourne, and that was a huge task as well itself. So, oh. so to take that to Singapore is just even harder. And, so. and actually, I'm just thinking, you know, with the way that we can just gratify ourselves instantly these days, everybody will have like a a, a screen in front of them. Um, if you go to Baku Store Australia, you can see on the cover of that home page is your incredible platter that you did. Yeah, we actually made it ourselves as well. So. Dudes. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Dudes. It it was insane because it was kinetic. Can you tell you had a buddy of yours that rigged this up for you? Can you tell us? Can you describe it? Get involved in it, to be honest. So it was um, some aerospace buddy or something. uh, Yeah, someone some of the most uh, overqualified people for the task, really. Yeah. But um, yeah, so we recycled some timber and then we um, countersunk. We meaning they. they (laughs) Yeah, they. More talent. But uh, they kind of sunk these little areas, and then we bought these magnetic devices, and um, we sunk them into the board, and then we put a false floor on it. So under these false floors, all the um, electricals, the guts, yeah, so electrical it, guts. Well, You'd love this, Matt. You really would. Yeah, we just had to flick a switch, and the whole thing went live. And we had these six floating magnets where we we floated the beetroot, and it all came down and it to spun around. It was just amazing. It was. Yeah, it was an idea because beetroots are high, really high in iron. And um, it was just this idea of like wondering whether you could float a beetroot because of its iron content. And it just all evolved from that. So, And that, that was a no, right? Oh, there wasn't we, that, we went the there easy wasn't, There wasn't that much <laughs> iron in there, was it? We just went straight to the magnet. We're like, you know what? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So in the meantime, um, life goes on. For you know, you've got to work and make a living while this is happening, and that, that's the important thing they're saying now. Like, we really need to focus on that that beautiful life balance where we can relax um, on the peninsula and let our creative, um, you know, juices flow. Juice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go on, say it. yeah, you're going. Oh, should I say it? Should I say it on the yeah, radio? Yeah, no, you yeah. do it. No, but you're right, and um, and this is it. It's about defining yourself within the country and the ingredients and working at it. We wish you all the best. It was wonderful to see you guys uh, in competition in Australia because uh, I don't know what I saw from when it got put up in front of the great and the good, the judges. 
which looked like a scene out of The Last Supper, by the way, because he had all the judges on one side with these dukes. <laughs> but you won convincingly there. Um, we here at Eden, myself, uh, wish you the greatest success. Thank and you. we'd love to keep a track of uh, what you're doing and how you go uh, in this. Well, and it should be all on the – if you watch the social media networks, Instagrams and the Facebooks and whatnot, you'll be able to see all the progress and us training and how, how we, it all come together. What, what do we look up? What's, so, what's our keys for that? Oh, because Door Australia is going to get you all Boom. of them. Okay. So that sounds great. Door is not spelt like a, the front door either, by the way. No, it means gold, <laughs> doesn't it? D- yeah, that's right. Apostrophe yeah. O-R-R. Yeah, that's so right. So there's the Bocus d'Argent, which I think is the silver, and I forget what copper is. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> but, but, so are you going to stick around for a toasted sandwich? Oh, it would be hard to say no to the yeah. good old toasted sandwich. <laughs> what a book, huh? Did you get a, f- a flick through it? Yeah, even the textured um, back page I thought was pretty cool as well. It's kind of good. We've got uh, Chef's Eat Toasties 2, or as I call it, The Great Book of Shut Up! Um, <laughs> by Darren Purchase. Uh, Kath's going to come in too. We're going to drag her in, even though she's reluctant to do that. You are on 3 Triple R. Eat it is a show you're listening to. It's cold. It's winter. But we are going to hopefully keep you warm. We've got some music. Guess a little bit like this. Red lights on, folks, and we're going to talk. And <laughs> oh, there's pandemonium as um, Michael and Linda have left the building because uh, well, they got the day off and yeah. we're going to get some sunshine, get some vitamin D. So we wish them all the best for the Bocusto. Yes, Lyon, 2019. <laughs> It'll be fantastic. Uh, now I'd like to introduce the. Uh, uh, a, a couple fantastic authors, um, one not attributed on the uh, the actual book, but uh, probably contributor at most of the things <laughs> that are in there. Uh, as I'm now calling it, the great book of shut up. Um, <laughs> chefs eat toasties too. Uh, every page uh, inspiring. Matt, you would agree. I was just I was I was actually swearing at it earlier because you, yeah. you sort of book you just open you go. Oh, I want to eat that right now. Yeah, it's sort of low, profound swearing at some stages <laughs> to go, oh, oh, no. oh, my God, maple, bacon, oh, my God. Um, but it is, it's, uh, it's a book of love. It's, uh, it's uh, Darren uh, and Kath have uh, walked out, they've taken out the, uh, the lab, off the lab coats from uh, what I call uh, Willy Wonka with a lab coat down at Birch and Purchase. Darren, in his usual way of just, no, it's just a cake shop, mate. <laughs> it's more than a bloody cake shop. Um, but you love toast. I do, yeah. It's, I mean, cheese on toast is has got to be the ultimate for me, mm. especially this time of year. It's were a bit, you a, a bit a, chilly. Were you a Welsh rarebit kind of guy when yeah, growing up? Yeah, Welsh rarebit. Mind you, that was a bit, that was a bit posh in my house. Um, we literally just had sort of cheese on toast. Yeah, emulsified cheese. It was all a bit, ooh. <laughs> ooh. My mum's actually listening um, in America right now. Oh, really? <laughs> so okay. hi, well, hi mum and dad. Oh, good thing I didn't Thanks swear Thanks for then. the inspiration. Good on your mum. Um, so <laughs> she used to do um, uh, toasted sangers. So I reckon this is where I first started cooking. It was, yeah. um, it was white bread. Yep. Cheese on top and maybe a bit of Worcester sauce, and that was it. I was Worcester sauce. Yeah, Ooh. I was just sort of uh, putting cheese on top of anything and grilling it from that moment on, and that's maybe where my love of cooking first started. And let's face it, the, the melted cheese on toast is such a a powerful evocation because there is an ad on TV at the moment that uses a cheese with double O's in the middle. 
Not a great cheese. <laughs> right? Okay. Not, it's not a great cheese. But the psychology, the psychographics behind this ad, it's about, you know, the continue, you know, y- your kid grows up in front of your eyes and the one thing that stays the same is the toasted cheese. Oh, sandwich. right, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 right. But, but yeah, it kind of, I guess it, it really is, yeah. Mm. I mean, I imagine if I'd had that same... Um, cheese and toast that was made for me all those years ago all these memories have come flooding back yeah and um you know although these days i'm probably using slightly better bread and um slightly uh, better cheeses too slightly better cheese i'm going to see anthony um maker munger and uh, also i'm going to see michael at tivoli road so. he was going to join us today but due to the fact that one of his staff rang up and said i'm too drunk to come <laughs> no no i'm sick and I, there's no way that i can make it in oh poor soul i hope they're okay i think they will be though yeah. but one of the great toasted cheese hangers in melbourne For oh my sure. god kath claring bond i bring you in now Hi. Growing up Jacked in Bacchus. In. Hmm? Growing up in Bacchus Marsh. Did you? Were you the possessor of a jaff line? We were, of course. Round or rectangular? Uh, rectangular. Yes. Mm. Yeah, I always thought it was the round ones were such a waste. Well, I did actually use a round jaffle maker at Jeff Slattery's restaurant years ago. We used to, yeah, that's a whole other book. Wow. That's coming. Yeah. <laughs> Now, here's a guy that makes um, great things. But Jeff Lyons, and we need to talk about the history of the Jeff Lyons. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> if we just go to a break, I'll get on the Google. <laughs> it's all right. I've got some stuff here. Um, a, a Bondi Medico in 1949 invented the thing. But the thing was the Jeff Lyons was the kitchen apparatus of great disappointment sometimes. Why? Well, you know when they stuck? You know when the, the, and, you, and you tried to open it up to get it out and it would just split open and be like this, I think I said earlier in the hour, it was like looking into some weird oyster <laughs> that you'd open up, some shellfish. It's like, oh, my God, it's full of baked beans. But you should be sealed and lovely. Did, did that ever happen to you, Kath? It Kat? still happens. Yeah. That it's could be life. too much filling. Yeah. Um, if you... If you get yourself a copy of this book, you'll have no problems. Really? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> or or your, your life will be. But I would actually say that this book should be in just about every person's bookshelf because it is an astounding book. It is actually... Um, uh, a book for life. It is a book for life, but it's also... Um, uh, what, what, the size of it and the cover belies the actual information and the depth that is actually in there. Like, Darren, Kaff's provided a lot of inspiration and a lot. Those first pages, maybe you might want to sort... Before you even turn on your Jaff line or your sandwich maker, Kaff's provided some gold. Well, I mean, you you could say inspiration, or she actually provided a lot of material. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So... As we all know, Kath was an amazing chef um, at one point, and a lot of her recipes have gone unpublished. Um, Genius in carrot salad. So yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm just kind of uh, I'm cherry picking some of the some of the amazing <laughs> the gr- ones, the greatest hits, <laughs> including the carrot salad. Um, yeah. And yeah, you'll find a lot of those in there. It's, and Kath's lamb shoulder is in there, and it's just an absolute must for anyone and with that you can obviously make a toasty with it so there's lots more in there than just toasties and yeah, uh, so it's a little bit yeah. misleading in the fact that you know you've got a book that uh, on the on the cover with its lovely scratch and sniff sort of 
toasted cheese sandwich <laughs> on the phone, um, is just about, you know, grilling bread with great fillings, yeah. with really incredible, diverse fillings, and yet there are so many other basises that are behind there, like, as you said, um, braised meats, yeah. um, that, whose recipe for Thousand Island dressing is that? That's mine. Yeah, that, that, that's a beauty. That's, it should be called Thousand Ingredient um, dressing. Yeah, but how good is yeah, the Thousand it's Island so dressing? Good. It's so good. So you know, I kind of I wanted to give you all the recipes, but yeah. if you didn't have time to make all of it, then you can kind of you can get store bought Thousand Island, or you can you know switch over cast lamb for your leftover roast dinner from yesterday. Mm. So. I'm giving you the option of making it from scratch or or improvising um, using what you've got in your pantry. What do you need to make a good toasted cheese sandwich? Well, you know, there's not many recipes and uh, not many ingredients in a toasted cheese sandwich, mm. so you need to make sure you've got really great quality bread. One. And you need to make sure you've got really great quality cheese and then whatever filling. So, Should your bread be fresh? Um, it, you know, there's a lot, there's many schools of thought on that, and because um, Anthony will tell you, Anthony Femnia, who unfortunately yeah. can be here, he says it's best made with a day old. Yeah, bread. it does. Yeah, and I mean, you know, who's to argue with him? He's making sensational stuff down at um, no. Grand Market. Yes, but I don't think it has to be um, a day old. Um, mm. But I think it's quite important to support your local um, suppliers. So I try and go down to Tivoli Road or a bakery. I try and always see Anthony and see what he's got. And then kind of come up with um, what I'm going to make rather than um, the other way around. And I try not to use the big shops as well. Uh, under the fluorescent lights, as uh, someone would say, I think Richard Cornish. Oh, thumbs up from Kath on that one. Good on you. Good on you for, for that one. So it is about keeping things simple. And it's not just about um, a one style of bread that you're putting in here. Because you've got everything from uh, in this book from baguettes to... Yeah. Pita breads you've made yourself. Um, there's flatbreads in there. There's croissant. There's, ba- but yeah, like you said, bagels, different types of bread. There's brioche. So I just wanted to give you kind of, uh, you know, a selection of mm. stuff that you can go with. But you kind of don't have to stick to that. Um, and you don't need a sandwich maker, do you? You don't. You can do it in a pan. Um, you know, also the, the word toasty perhaps is misleading as well. I've kind of... I've kind of said that a toaster is anything with toasted bread. So I've even got like kind of like open sandwiches there. So my cheese on toast, yes. which I consider a toasty, but probably technically is not a sandwich. This is, is the one. There. This was the cheese on toast, which is the cry for help, <laughs> if I remember rightly. So hello, my name's Darren, and I've got a problem with cheese sandwiches. <laughs> and that's probably one of the things that's so great is that yeah. your your voice comes through there. But there is you. It's uh, was it toasted cheese and chorizo? Yeah. Yeah, there's, um, there's and I mean, cilantro crossed out, and then coriander. <laughs> That's so we can uh, we don't have to redesign the book for the American market. I oh, love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, but what do you say? You say hello, my name's Darren. Yeah, that. exactly. Well, I mean, this the, the, the cheese and toast that's in the book at the moment is by no means the finished article, but it's what I've kind of come up with. It's taken me about thirty years to mm. get from my mum doing just white bread and cheese to uh, to what we've got in the book today, and we've got tomato on there. We've got three different types of cheese including meredith goats which i wouldn't have um have discovered until i moved to australia i wouldn't yeah. have been eating a lot of um coriander until i came to australia and also i didn't really know what chorizo was before i came over here as well so what a bloody revelation kind of, that yeah was, we've huh? kind of got a whole mix of the my favorite ingredients mm. 1248 here on three triple rfm matt needs to pay the rent because he forgot to oh well, yeah, i was running we were running later <laughs> than i thought that's mike's anyway let's hear them now shall we <laughs> let's well,
The minute hand is sweeping around to the one, but it means we still have about 10 minutes left, which is absolutely delightful. If you've just joined us, we've got a dynamic duo in Darren Purchase, Kath Claringbold from Birch and Purchase. They've, uh, together, they've just brought out an amazing book, Chefs Eat Toasties 2. Um, uh, it looks like a simple subject, but, uh, there's great depth and, uh, great heart and great cranial capacity that's been brought to bear on this book i would say to you it's one of those books that i think should be really in just about everybody's library and actually pretty close to whatever jaffle maker you might have to have it's funny how a brand name has become synonymous with it's now sort of called the breville isn't it yeah yeah it's it's, it's changing yeah but i saw it's jaffle to jaffle but then, and, then, and then it got co-opted and became all fancy with the panini. <laughs> I'll have a panini. Um, it's funny how, yeah, you put an Italian, you put a Xenia suit oh, on yeah, it and everyone sure. goes, whoa. Yeah. Um, but the co- collaboration that she did have with um, a man from Maker and Munger at the Paran Market, maker of one of the greatest uh, toasted cheese sandwiches around, Anthony Femnia, um, he wrote the bit on cheese. And I'm just wondering... What stuff did you learn from him? In- oh, you know, he, Anthony is just one of the cheese experts of Australia. He's fantastic. Churchill He's Scholarship so- recipient yeah. went, went overseas to Neil's, well, quite a few places. He knows his stuff and he, he knows, knows everyone in the industry. Mm. He's a super generous guy as well. So, you know, if I'm going to be writing a toasted cheese sandwich book, I'm going to be going down and asking Talking asking the man, you know, what yeah, yeah. cheeses do I need to be using for mm. this, if I want stretch, if I want, you know, if I want a gr- nice browning on top or if I want something a little bit different. Something um, that doesn't split. Yeah, exactly. For so all, all of that. So, um, you know, he's he's very kindly um, written a Cheese Matters section in the back of the book and he's gone through all of the cheeses that we're using in the book and given them um, given properties and how they react to heat. And he's I just want to f- – I can't thank him enough. So, What's the stretches cheese? Oh, uh, you know, uh, he was using a lot of Monterey Jack yeah. um, at the time and obviously we, we were doing a bit of a mix of uh, mozzarella, Monterey Jack. and um, Emmental is a, yeah. is a good one for doing yeah. that too. So we were doing some mixes of cheese and it was – it's. It was really great fun, to be honest with you. And um, Kath really enjoyed it because um, all of the bite Stretchy. marks out yeah. of all of the toasted sandwiches in the book were all Kath's. So, uh, oh, really? Yeah. Contribution. So, Same, thank you. Yeah. Not only did she provide some um, recipes, but um, she also really sort of went out she, over and above. Her, her imprint is, uh, is, is strong on, on this one. Now, um, you will be... Oh, that bite, Mark. Is that yeah. your, from the back cover? Yeah, back cover. That's How cash. much is this book, by the way? Um, it's twenty nine ninety nine. It's published by Hardy Grant. They were fantastic. It's a good size. Books and, um, have gotten cheaper. Um, they have. Um, this is really quite good. Because remember, like years ago, we were doing books. They were all around about the $50 mark, weren't they? Yeah. They're, that's that's a bargain. It's a, it's a good size. Um, it's a fantastic book, and um, I ch- yeah, the the design of the book was great as well. So pop up, something's happening. What yeah, I'm going to be um, I'm going to be joining Anthony on his cheese stall uh, at Paran Market on the 23rd of July. Um, he's going to be um, making sandwiches to my instruction. 23rd of July. To, really, he's going to yeah. follow direction. So yeah, well, he said we're going to we're going to choose two out of the book. Yes, and uh, we're not quite sure what they are at the moment, but I think we're, one might be the Welsh rarebit. So uh, uh, head on down on the 23rd, and um, I'll be signing copies of the book down there, and we'll just be talking cheese and just having a bit of a laugh. So what day is the 23rd? It's a Sunday. So Sunday. After you've finished tuning in to uh, eat it, have to come on over. 
Um, I've written down a couple of my ones that are just the shut-ups. Um, uh, the Reuben, obviously, because it's one of the great yeah. sandwiches. Um, and I'm using the brisket from Gary's Meats as well. It's it's so ridiculous. <laughs> I know. I know. Just using all fell the into stuff. the microphone there. Um, here's one. You ready for this, folks? If you haven't put the seatbelt on in the car, put it on now. Gorgonzola, pumpkin, maple cured bacon. Just let that hang in the air for a sec. Can you looking at that? Yes. Caramelized onions with maple syrup. Yeah. Ridiculous. Oh, my God. Matt, Cash, what did you write caramelized down? onions from the microwave is a revelation, and the recipe's in the book. It's, I remember that. It's worth I remember it's worth And I'd forgotten the, about the that price for about four for years now. <laughs> what are yours, well, Matt? You gave me homework, and this was completely non-scientific. I haven't mm. even looked through 90% of the book, but I just jammed my finger into certain pages. Yes. And they're all amazing. What about um, the spicy lamb and uh, spicy lamb mince jaffel with yeah. soft lavender spread? That was insanely Boom. good looking. Calf. I swore yeah. at that page. Can we choose one I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Were you the uh, the chorizo uh, and cheese on toast? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That looks insane. Yeah, that's the higher. My name's Darren. I need help. And yes. the first one that I opened, this is where I, I, I first swore at the book, was the uh, feta with caramelised onion and lemon mint. Oh, that's Cass. That's Cass. That's <laughs> All, right. All right. How about this one? Uh, here's one that I've got, which is the spooky flavour combinations of... Uh, what was it? Prosciutto, strawberry. Yeah, riff on that. Go. Yeah, it's so good. So that you? Um, pr- pr- yeah, that's hey. it. it's kind of. Kind of <laughs> thank Ladies you. and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, a play. It's a play on salty sweet. So we've got yeah. um, salty prosciutto in there. Some prosciutto. Uh, um, great uh, strawberries. Yep. Then they're and, around at the moment. We can and they are there. Yeah, they're back. Yeah. They're back again. So yep. um, and we've got manchego. And yes. it's all kind of toasted in a, in a That's baguette. and very salty. And, yeah, and drizzled with hu- uh, a rooftop honey over the top. So it's really, it's one of those ones where you go, oh, I'm not quite sure. But when but we, it, when we, it really works. It's so good. And there's another one. Just This is ultimate just filth, um, um, which is the one where you get really good, I think, was it 65 or 85%? Pretty butch chocolate buttons. Yeah. Um, and salt, very, yeah. very much. And this was going on, the inspiration was the churros. Yeah, yeah, so simple, Spanish-inspired, so white bread, drizzled with olive oil, chocolate, salt, and then top it off with a nice slice of white bread, drizzled olive oil, sandwich press, absolute gold. Just a couple of minutes to melt that chocolate. So, yeah, there's 15 sweet uh, sandwiches in there as well. Mm. And as I said, you, folks, you don't need a sandwich maker. Um, I never got the panini press. Um because I thought to myself, look, um, I, I have a frying pan and this produces a good heat. It's got a good bum, yeah. Huh? Yeah. you know. And then I thought to myself, you need a weight on top of there. I shall use a pot of water. <laughs> on top of there with that with the the miracle which is the baking paper yeah so you keep everything yeah, nice sure. yeah, yeah so you know you're not like a, what's this black thing on the top anyway but this way you don't actually need to go out and buy specialized nah. equipment it is possible to do it at home yeah um my thing i'd say to you is just keep the the heat not low and slow a little bit more than low and slow yeah, because exactly. you don't want one of the the most disappointing things is when you burn your toasted cheese sandwich. It's like, no! Yeah. <laughs> we've all been there. Because we've gone to a lot of effort and you're using good ingredients yeah, exactly. for it. And then it's like, it's it's a cataclysm. But, you know, the, the real secret to this is everyone what? loves a toasty. Everyone's, everyone's makes their own toasty. And, um, yes. You know, so it's totally achievable. And it's, it's in everybody's it's, repertoire, isn't it? As soon as you mention the word toasty, everyone's face lights up. So. Mm. Happy days. Yeah. Happy days are here again. Uh, what else has been going? Oh, you've just got back 
from America. We've got a couple of minutes. Was what were the uh, the highlights of that trip? Uh, it was a family wedding. Um, my sister lives over uh, whereabouts over there. She lives in Baltimore, but the wedding was in Pennsylvania. Baltimore. I know, what state confusing. is that again? Baltimore, Maryland, uh, Maryland, Maryland. Yeah. Mm. Well, I remember the Baltimore Orioles. But Great also, logo. we were promoting um, my last book, Lamington's Lemon Tart, which has just been released in the US. So, so we kind of there? tied the whole thing. How's yeah, yeah, selling, selling very well. To we're pay taking, for a, to seat in the front of the airplane. We're taking uh, not quite. No. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> not quite. we're All working right. on it, yeah. yeah okay. um, but, um, but at least we're we're bringing lamingtons to the United States, and they're all uh, they're all getting excited about it. So that's great for Just us. Hope, to hopefully, there's no New Zealand hit squads trying because <laughs> they they can get a bit, you know. Yeah, they do. No, uh, but um, yeah, it seems to be a, a popular thing these days. So, um, and how yeah. is America? It's fantastic. We were in San Francisco. Oh. and we're in Los Angeles. And we're in New oh. York. So we did all the foodie stuff, and um, we just came back invigorated and inspired and we're going to make a few changes at Sweet Studio including having some toasted sandwiches for the next couple of months after where, where, where are you putting them oh I don't know we're going to work it out but um, we want to space. capitalize on this and um, we want to just um, yeah we, we come back you know when you go away you come back refreshed and yeah got a few ideas. so that's what's happened to me and Kath so birch and purchase uh, not only sweet but savory as well yeah maybe yin yeah, and we'll, yang. See, we'll see how it goes yin and yang with birch and purchase <laughs> we, we haven't got a lot of space so we'll, yeah. we'll see what we can come up with but um, we'd like to sort of explore the toasted sandwich realm a bit further. Sounds good. The realm. <laughs> I see a mini series coming out. <laughs> well, um, this is used. It's recommended by uh, Matt. I haven't seen him turn so green with envy. I, I almost know. didn't even want him to let him see this book because uh, he was going to try and snatch it from me. Yes. Because no. that was the first thing he said. Can I borrow this? I said, I can said, I borrow this for a week? I went, no, <laughs> not yet. Anyway, um, so let's um, let's all root together to use the American term for uh, Michael and Laura, who are working very very hard on yeah. the road to Lyon. Um, Great, congratulations answer. to you guys. If you guys are on the road and still listening, good on you. Thank you for coming good in. Good luck, Kath and Darren. It's always such a pleasure to see you. Oh, it's one o'clock. We should probably mm. tarry off. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, Cameron. Good luck with uh, the savoury. Look forward to seeing how Butch and Purchase Thanks happen. Thanks very much. We're off to Sunday lunch. We are, and uh, we'll see you next week. No idea what's on the show, but we'll find out. It'll be fantastic. Together. Thanks for joining us, folks. Bye-bye. Bye. This has been a podcast from 3RRR, 102.7 FM in Melbourne. Truly independent community radio. Want to hear more? Check out our website at rrr.org.au.